hard pang that caught him in the gut as she walked by, her dark eyes flashing beneath the red slashes of her brows. The pipe fell from Winston's hand, clattering upon the ground as he stood frozen, surely gaping like some slack-jawed idiot. She did not appear to notice him, but kept walking, her long legs eating up the ground, taking her away from him. This he could not allow. In an instant, he was after her. He nearly broke into a run to catch her. It was worth it. The scent of book leather and lemons enveloped him, and his head went light. Books and clean woman? Had God ever divined a more perfect perfume? She was young, perhaps younger than he was. Her pale skin was smooth, unlined, and unmarred, save for the tiny freckle just above her earlobe. He had the great urge to bite that little lobe. She did not break her pace, but glanced at him sidelong as if to throw out a warning. He did not blame her. He was being unspeakably rude approaching this young lady without a proper introduction. Then again, they were the only ones on the platform, and he was not fool enough to let her out of his sight. Forgive me, he said, a bit breathless, for really this woman was fast on her feet. I realise this is rather forward, and usually I would never— Never what? she cut in, her voice crisp and smooth as fresh linen sheets. Never proposition young ladies who have the temerity to walk unescorted in public areas? Well, now that he thought of it, she really ought to have a guardian with her. She did not appear to be from great wealth, so he wouldn't expect an Abigail, but a sister or an aunt, perhaps, or a husband. A shudder went through him at the thought of her being married. He mentally shook himself, aware that he'd been staring at her, memorising the sharp slope of her nose and the graceful curve of her jaw. I would never presume to proposition you, miss. Indeed, should any such scoundrel approach you, it would be my pleasure to set him to rights. And now he sounded like a prig. And a hypocrite. She smirked. Then let me guess. You are a member of the Society for the Protection of Young Ladies and Innocents, and want to make certain I realise the perils of walking alone. Cool brown eyes glinted as she glanced at him, and Winston's already tight gut started to ache. Or perhaps you merely seek a contribution. He could not help it. He grinned. And, if I were, would you listen to my testimony? Her soft pink lips pursed, whether in irritation or in amusement he could not tell. Nor did he care. He wanted to run his tongue along them and ease them back to softness. The image made him twitch. He'd never had such importune thoughts. Yet speaking to her felt natural as if he'd done so a thousand times before. I don't know. Is your testimony any good? Like that, he was hard as iron. His voice came out rough. While I am certainly capable of extolling the virtues of my testimony, there is only one way for you to truly find out. 
When she blushed, it was a deep pink that clashed beautifully with her hair. Well, you certainly talk a good talk, she murmured, and his smile grew. They neared the end of the platform. Behind them, the train gave one last loud whistle. His cheeky miss quirked one of her straight brows. You'll miss your train, sir. Some things are worth missing, and some are not. Coming to the stairway, she stopped and regarded him. When she spoke again, her voice was hard and uncompromising. What do you want? You. To know your name, so that I might come to call upon you properly. He made a leg, the extravagant sort he'd done at court recently. Winston Lane at your service, madam. For the life of him, he did not know why he'd held back.